0: This podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. Frankly, if it doesn't, I'll be f***ing surprised. They say that to know the measure of a man, you must look at the company he keeps. Well, if that is true, then Lord help me, save me and cleanse me. Hello, I'm author and actor Edward Payne and I'm a self-confessed correspondence hoarder. I keep everything, emails, postcards, texts and letters, some still in their original envelopes. But why? Why? Join me as I contact some of my closest friends, as they help me to pick through the letters that they've sent me throughout the years to unearth the stories that may still be crouching between the scribbled lines and discover whether I should throw these old memories to the past or keep them in preparation for the future. This is a podcast about friendship through the written word. This is Dear Me. one, the Swede. Okay, so I met H around 20 years ago at the Middlesex University Trent Park campus. No longer there anymore, unfortunately. Uh, She's a native Gotlander. That's an island that's a mere four hour boat journey away from Sweden. And she claims that the island is a little bit more provincial than the mainland. So H moved to London to improve her English, judge for yourself whether she achieved this, and Our Worlds Collide, where we were both enrolled on the Drama and Theatre Arts course in the aforementioned university. She's been writing to me ever since. And for the most part, her writing is raucous, filthy and anarchic. However, it's within the poetry that she shares, outside of this, that the real sensitive H emerges. You listen for yourself. OK, so um, do, do you understand the premise of this of this podcast, my dear?
1: Yes, you're going to read something and I'm going to explain how I felt and you're going to explain what you felt. Can you hear me correctly?
0: Yeah, I think so. I can always fiddle with your levels. All right. I've got a little folder here of everything you've ever written to me. I know, crazy, isn't it? Oh, shit. We'll keep it sort of as clean as possible. And we've got some chabs having a party outside by the signs of it. So we're going to have to go with them as well. Okay, so let's start off with some vital statistics, H. So the year we met, you please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. So 1998. Yes. Yeah. Years active, uh, nearly 20. 20 next year. Oh my. Year. Yeah. <gasps>
1: It's 20 years this
0: year if we met in 98. Oh, yes, you're right. Yes, it is. Gosh. Why me? I'm a year back. 20 years? You're an hour ahead and I'm a year back. (laughs) That makes it some messed up time difference there. Obviously, H is in Sweden at the time of recording, so there is a time difference. 20 years. Jesus. Now do you feel old?
1: Oh, God. Don't don't even Don't even go
0: there, girlfriend. Um, Okay. So 1998. So 20 years. Yes, 20 years this year. But nearly 20 because we would have met in the September, wouldn't we? Mm. Or October. True.
1: True. So,
0: um, fallouts. As far as I know, there's only been three. Two of them have been home related, and one of them was at the Santa Lucia. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. It was the whole point was that it wasn't at the Santa Lucia. That was the <laughs> that was the. I've thing. gone
1: about that one. The only one I can remember is. Don't you push me, Ed.
0: Which was what? Please do tell our lovely podcast listeners what the hell that was all about. Um, Because I sure as hell can't remember.
1: <laughs> you and I and a couple of other friends were going to live together. Mm. And I was coming back from Sweden and I was in, in huge distress because you hadn't found a place to stay because you were living in... In that pub having a time of your life well
0: yeah this is it i'd i'd lived so this was this was kind of at the end of our university yeah at the end of the university and we'd had a horrendous time in this horrible house we won't go into it but basically one of the one of the house members was not paying that paying any of our rent because we were giving it to him (laughs) god knows what we were spending on loose living and i don't know um so so we we kind of split didn't we you went back to sweden did you
1: I went back to Sweden. We should just a- say for the
0: purposes of this podcast H is actually from Sweden.
1: Yes, I am from the Sweden. And I went back to Sweden, which I did every summer. And I came back and there was no flat in on the horizon. And I had to stay in the same bed as one of these girls that
0: we were moving in with. I should explain: I was actually working at a pub in Hampstead and living there as well, paying no rent, having a wonderful time. Uh, and H had gone back to Sweden after uni.
1: And there was a couple of other people in her room.
0: And what? A couple of... There were a couple of other Sorry? people in her room.
1: Yes, I think there were like
0: in her room.
1: Staying in our room. Was four That's people why do... I had a nervous breakdown. What they were all? How many people were in this bleed? Like I mean, that millions. It was it was people staying over there. So it was
0: like the Gotland ferry.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> Full of twats everywhere, and we all had different schedules. Uh, so I got no sleep, and the weeks went on mm. and on, and there was no flats or no organisation and.
0: So, um, you're, so you're living in this room with, like, it could be upwards of f- four other people in a room in yeah. Hendon.
1: In a, in yes, a not very I'm nice actually, um, room
0: in Hendon, as I recall.
1: It was vile.
0: Yeah. Brown. Was brown was the the majority colour. <laughs> and who wants to live in their own turd? Um, and I'm living the high life at the top of this gay pub. And I'm... Correct. I'm I'm literally like growing into a man and you and you're deciding that you can't go on. And I'm thinking I'm the yeah. complete opposite end of the spectrum.
1: When you were living your life, I was trying to end mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. And one night we were on the phone to each other and I was in a pub. It was it was It became quite clear that you didn't really want to move out of that pub.
0: It was very clear. I was paying nothing. I was was paying no rent. Zero. I was
1: drowning (laughs) in shit.
0: In like four other people by the signs of it. How many beds were in this? Anyway, let's not get hung up on this too much. We've got got lots to cover. I can't believe that. You should have told me that at the time. I
1: think I did. But you're like in La La Land. Well, yeah. And I was in. Boohoo land. <laughs> anyway, and I got really frustrated and I remember screaming down the phone. And I actually got this line from some mafia movie with Robert De Niro or something and I said, Oh don't you push me Ed I love that. And uh, that's since that become really a running
0: cool. joke, hasn't it, really? Yeah. So that was the one what? time. The second time was another home related. This is a year down the line. So we got this flat. A year later, we moved out, didn't we? Or we're going to move out. And um, both of us being headstrong, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Crouch End because it was cheap. And you wanted to go to this absolute shithole in East India. That's East India in London, not East Of India. Where I went to get a packet of 10 cigarettes. That's how long ago it was. Went to get a packet of 10 cigarettes and there was an Alsatian behind the counter in the local convenience store. And I just I'm not bloody living here. (laughs) Do you remember?
1: Yeah, I remember the place and I remember me being a bit...
0: And you were like, but Ed, don't worry. It says two bedrooms and there are four of us, but don't worry, we can convert the lounge into a bedroom and we can just use this serving hatch that opens into that bedroom as something quite funny. I'm like, what? At what point does a serving hatch being flung open in your bedroom in the in the early hours of the morning become funny? This is a two bedroom house. It was fucking horrible. I
1: I don't remember us falling out. And it was.
0: Oh, we did. We you didn't speak to me. We were. We were.
1: Oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Other. The other two flatmates had to like be like United Nations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was rather pathetic.
0: And then um, the last one was the Santa Lucia. Y- you were in a... a Swe- it's like the Swede- Swedish version of the carol concert, I suppose, isn't it? Mm. And you wear oh, like... it's huge. It's massive. And it is beautiful, actually, the Santa Lucia, because I have been since in Stockholm with you for £5. I must say here that one of mine and H's comedy gripes is having to spend money unnecessarily. You'll hear that throughout the conversation. <laughs> yeah, so you were in the Santa Lucia. You were one of the main parts. You were main head. I was the Santa
1: Lucia. <laughs> the in fact that... St Paul's Cathedral. The fact that from you from can't... People.
0: The fact that you can't sing obviously counted for nothing.
1: I didn't have to sing. I just had to stand there with candles on my hand, look pretty. That's what I did. In the choir. I can see you're
0: getting irate now. I can see it. You're getting all red. What's the matter with you? Oh, don't you push me. yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you were chief candle woman, and um, yeah. I didn't come and see it, or I was working. You. I can't imagine that I just flatly would have not gone. I think I was doing. You didn't
1: want to go. I think it was £15.
0: Oh, well, there you go. There you go. You've answered your own question there. £15? What year was this? 2003? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, £15 is a lot of money in those days.
1: Maybe it
0: was £12. £3 discount. (laughs) Uh, I know know the uh, principal cast. So anyway, I didn't go, and the whole point was that you were pissed off because you walked in after, you know, you had candle indentations in your forehead. (laughs) You
1: were like... my whole hair.
0: And I didn't ask you how it went. And do you remember what happened? I didn't know this until I went upstairs and I got a text message from you slagging me off to someone else because you'd sent it to the wrong person.
1: Yeah, I did. It was meant for the other guy that we share the apartment, the flat with.
0: And we must have had like a two-second row, and then it was all over, wasn't it? Yeah, well,
1: a huge row because I was um, trying to melt the um, the wax out of my hair with mm. a tea water boiler, and you stormed up, kettle, flung the door open,
0: <laughs> tea water boiler, kettle. Yeah, I can't now
1: understand. I know English.
0: I know English isn't is your second language, but it's yeah. called a kettle. Yes, I, know. Yeah.
1: So I stood over there with this with the water coming out of my hair and you oh god what an entrance
0: so dramatic are
1: you serious
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: i remember that
0: okay Please. but we but, but we took that 12 pounds that i saved and probably bought a bottle of wine with it and it was all over
1: yeah i think we uh were friends within like 10 minutes yeah we, we're not the whole, don't you push me ed
0: well, I didn't wa- I didn't want to repeat performance of that. To be honest, I <laughs> knew it took every strength within you, every element of your acting prowess. So I should basically um, say that what what brought us together, I guess, was um, well, I want to say acting, but I'm going to say a doll's house, the play, the,
1: the play by Henrik Ibsen.
0: Mm. Well, we we both went to drama uni,
1: didn't we? Yes, we did, and uh, we studied uh, the doll. The Dells house, or a Dells house. Actually, I was in Florida when you guys did it, but I've done it in Sweden, so I I knew it. Closer to
0: the authenticity, I would imagine Ibsen being there. Was he a Swede? No, he
1: was he was a Norwegian.
0: (laughs) Potato, potato. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh gosh! So. For the purposes of this podcast, what I'm going to do is is go through some of the stuff that you've actually written to me. And we're going to kind of... Because I would say that we are pretty, pretty good friends. You know, 20 years this year, our anniversary. um, You know, I come all the way over to see you. You rarely come to see me. But to be fair, you are married. You have a baby. So Mm -hmm. you've had pretty busy last few years. Yes. Yeah? Yes. (laughs) You hesitated. Okay, I've got to show you this first. So this is... um, This is one of my favourites. This is a Christmas card that you sent me. Oh, Cinderella. Do you remember? So have a look at Cinderella and then inside, it's a Christmas card with a picture of Cinderella on the front and inside, H has stuck a picture of herself and written a message.
1: Oh, dear God.
0: (laughs) And it says, after the wedding, she found out that Prince Charming was gay. So Cinderella had to move back to her council flat in Sly with her two children. Merry Christmas. And there's a lovely picture of you looking absolutely miserable as fuck.
1: <laughs> oh that's awful.
0: But it's lovely. And do you remember you used to have a um a, a t-shirt with Cinderella on the front and yeah. it said always I threw it late. Last year. Always late but worth the wait. Yeah. You still fit it into it?
1: No, not anymore.
0: Sweet Moses. <sighs> so altogether you've um sent me one postcard, one letter, Three cards that I still have and two booklets, eight emails <laughs> and countless texts and Facebook messages. So, we go. Wow. I guess let's look at the um, you've, you've kind of sent me some magazine style letters in your time. Can you see that? Yes. Well, I'm showing H is a almost like a magazine that she made me uh, with bits cut out from the back of the gay press with uh, male undercarriages and bottoms on as well as pictures of herself and little tidbits of writing here and there and there's some lovely well they're just full of pictures really of um pictures of me looking absolutely yes absolutely really creative some of the stuff i just can't really um (laughs) why is it that in these pictures why is it that swedish girls look like I don't know, they should be on sex offenders posts. I was
1: I was ten at that picture.
0: Look at the hair though. You look like a really cute little boy.
1: Yes. And people thought I was a boy in school. Did it was they the time.
0: What did they used to call you? Andish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a oh, the baby. Oh, and you've got it's quite difficult to do because, you know, obviously you're not here, you're in Sweden, but there's why did you photo- why did you put all these photos? Because these these are like family photos you've just robbed. You've even got one of your dog, Hamlet. Which must oh, be wow, which Hamlet. must be the only picture in existence of Hamlet. But yeah, I've got it.
1: <laughs> why I, I wonder I- where it went. I've even got a picture of your your university your graduation
0: photo. <laughs> <laughs> why why? Isn't I your mother looking I just for these? To make sure. I mean, the uh, ones—the ones of me and you looking well drunk—I can understand. But you know, there's one of you outside a church here. <laughs> Isn't you? I could just imagine your mum at some Swedish get-together going, "Oh, I have a picture of, of of Hannah outside of the church." Where? Oh, where is it? And just looking at like pages and pages of blank sticky stuff where you've ripped it out and put it in here next to a picture yeah. of someone's arsehole.
1: Well, that's a, that's my uh, my uh, life story, and I kind of wanted to share it with you.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's nice. But do you do realise that someday someone is going to want these back? <laughs> do you reckon?
1: Uh, no. Who?
0: I mean, you know, there's lovely one here of your own ass which you've taken with a with a Polaroid.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: I mean, surely you're going to want that back because at some point you're not going to have that anymore. You're going to have two sagging bags of sugar. (laughs) That's quite burnt, that one.
1: Yeah, that's fabulous. I'm so
0: fortunate that on the back there you've got a picture of the globe. Aww. You're a one with a, pair, with, a, with a load of stickers, I tell you. Yeah, I
1: do love the old stickers. Little mermaid, flowers, kittens. You there's, know, a, there's
0: a lovely thing, because Ellie and I, we, we all shared a flat together, didn't we? So it was three university friends in the second year. We all kind of got lumped together, didn't we? Because we weren't... Me and Ellie were friends... Uh, but then you went away t- on a on a on a trip to Florida, exchange student. Yeah. So you and so we all so you came back, and then we had a spare room, and you we kind of landed yeah. together by accident, really, because we didn't know each other that well. Um, and you and Ellie have made me this little card, which is lovely. It's got Johnny Depp dressed as a woman and Pauline Fowler, <laughs> <laughs> Barry from EastEnders. Once again, something <laughs> you've cut out of a gay magazine. Judy Finnegan's breasts. And Sonia from EastEnders for some reason. Oh, gosh. Just Randomly. And this is all on lined paper. But thank goodness for Jerry Halliwell. That's all I can say. Ah. <laughs> so there she is. So God knows when that was. So we've got a letter here. Did you know I kept all this? No. So you, again, stickers. <laughs> I in love with stickers. Now this, uh, you've actually got a date on this. The 2nd of August 2003. So this is 15 years ago. 15 years, this paper. And once again, another photo that you... Of oh, myself. Are they all flooding back to you? They must be. Because you must think, Oh yeah. Christ, where the hell where the hell has oh that my gone? Goodness. All those really? all those photos the head bridesmaid could have put into the funny speech at your wedding. I've got them all. Oh I suppose I was the head bridesmaid, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so we're not gonna go through all of it because obviously I don't want to give away we need to keep some things for ourselves. Um but it's basically it's telling me the entire trip from cradle to grave of you going back to Sweden for the summer I presume
1: oh my goodness uh where is the you see this happened before the mobile phones
0: yes exactly
1: because I was bored on trains you're bored on planes and this is what you do you write to people you have been
0: creative absolutely and you the beauty of it is like it goes it's really kind of acerbic and you're taking the piss out of everyone and everything <laughs> and then for some reason it just completely changed tack and it's uh i've met a new man surprise surprise god knows who that is um i've done the milking this morning i got out of bed at six thirty a.m the sun was high and it was so peaceful and beautiful i am the new farmer so there's some real kind of warmth in there
1: yeah well my father uh, used to be a farmer and i grew up on a dairy farm so yeah so probably i went out and milked the cows with him
0: but that was considering that you'd literally, you'd come from London and all the way up from London to literally to the second you get to the <laughs> to the port in Gotland. And then the next morning, you're kind of calm and you're serene. do you think that's quite telling?
1: Well, that's travelling for you.
0: How did you used to feel when you got to Gotland after being in London? Do you remember?
1: <sighs> yes, I do remember. I used to look forward going back home very much, because I'm very family, a family person. And within a few weeks, my family would drive me
0: nuts. Well, actually, here it says, believe it or not, but I'm really happy here. I haven't felt stressed in three weeks. I take one day at a time and I'm enjoying every minute of it. It's clean, <sighs> slow and beautiful here. There is no problems in my life. We'll excuse the bad grammar right now. That's
1: bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit
0: is bullshit hold on i've finished i'm finished and i'm feeling safe for the first time in ages i'm coming back to london in a couple of weeks so you would have gone for about five weeks with mixed feelings but most of all i'm looking forward to to be looking forward to be with you again
1: that is true though all my jokes
0: all my jokes are lost without you nobody laughs laughs at me anyway boring bastards you're the best
1: and no one is still laughing at my jokes. 20 years on, no one is still laughing at my jokes.
0: You must have felt so different, though, going from like throbli- throbbing metropolis in, of London. And this would have been a time when we'd have probably had two of our three falling outs within the space of 12 months. Um, so it was quite a tense time. Were you happy to go back to Scotland? Were you happy to say goodbye to London for a bit? Did you, did you like the kind of balance of going back for a couple of weeks and then coming back to London and yeah. getting that balance?
1: Because I live on an island, I have to get up there on a ferry, and I love when Gotland appears in the horizon, you can see it. and I love I'm not that surprised,
0: few... it's four hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I also remember going back to London, and when the plane, you know, touch British soil, and you're on the tube, and you... and London is London, and... England is England and I love England England is I'm more English than Swedish I
0: absolutely agree with you, I think you are well I, I don't know what Swedish people I mean obviously I've been to visit they're stiff
1: and, and boring, you've met them
0: but I do definitely think you embody the British sense of humour you have satire and sarcasm down pat you also have the great sort of um, kind of Irish Catholic guilt as well <laughs> coursing through your veins
1: that's paranoia though don't Uh we all
0: have that yeah i think so but what but i think what you've managed to master is the fact that you came to london you nailed it you in in terms of being a british person and fitting in and making you know lifelong friends and then you completely moved back to sweden in what year 2004 And started a family Started a whole new life You've been there for 14 years You know It's it, It's crazy really Do you look back and think I mean I'm not saying In terms of your marriage In terms of you know Having children and everything But do you look back and think Gosh what if I'd have stayed In London How do you think The story would have been
1: If I had stayed in London Yeah Oh dear I don't think I've been I don't Think I would to have stayed in London, I would have moved out in the country because I'm a I'm a country person. Mm. I would have moved somewhere in the countryside and go for roasts on Sundays and be very 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 English. I'd be more English than the bloody Queen herself.
0: But do you think that um, you would have you would have seen uh, the sunrise high at six thirty in the morning, gone out for milking? Do you think you would have sat there and thought, "Oh, I wish." It was the Swedish sky, the Gotlandic sky. I wish I was milking with my dad or
1: The problem with me is I would never be happy wherever I go. I will always be miserable.
0: But you go. That's the thing. And I Yeah, think, well,
1: what else is there to do? Otherwise, But you couldn't
0: you could have you didn't need to go. You could have stayed put. I know.
1: I know. But then I wouldn't have then I would always have wondered what it would be like to go back again. And I went back and I got straight into depression. Mm. And I regretted it for like two years. Mm. Um slowly I came back to life. And I don't know why I went back. I don't know why I didn't go back to London. I just didn't do anything. Well and I was living in my parents in my own in my old room. I was 30 at the time. <laughs> Christ but wasn't
0: it a wardrobe so when h moved back to her parents in sweden uh, there was a lack of bed space so she actually had to fashion her own bedroom out of a rather large built-in wardrobe
1: not that one no no you,
0: you were living in a wardrobe don't you remember i was
1: living in a wardrobe yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell us about that what was that?
1: the wardrobe was like a, a, the only thing that fit in there was a bed and a shelf And I managed to put my whole life in that bloody room.
0: So where were you writing these letters?
1: I was writing these letters mostly on my travels and in the garden, my parents' garden. (laughs)
0: Because I suppose this was in the days, I mean, for us, the internet was just happening, wasn't it? So towards the end of our studies we were only just starting to use the internet and we only used Mm. it to look up dirty chat rooms. We never used it for anything else. It was (laughs) like when the internet was formed, everyone was just like, oh my God, we've got, you know, sex on a computer. What the hell are we going to, you know, we never go out uh, from this Mm -hmm. point on. And that's all it was really, wasn't it? No one ever used it for anything else. Like Hotmail and all that was just not used at all. We were complete technophobes. So it... You know, this would have been a very much a letter-writing time. It was. And not even texting, writing. actually, because um, mobile phones it were out. they cost IP, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. There was none of this free nonsense. You're absolutely right. So,
1: yeah, I wrote ten, lots of letters to my grandma and my sisters and you. Did you ever get any back from me? No. Because I am a keeper as well. Mm. Everything I get. If someone gives me I keep it but you
0: know no there was something actually I was reading through some of your emails cuz you didn't I mean you only sent me eight emails in the whole in our whole time so um, oh. and they're quite sad That's actually the emails i mean again I'm not going to I'm not going to give any secrets away that you don't want i to. am sad no but it's i'm no, over dramatic i just but no but it's not and i mean i can tell over dramatic and you know i'm not trying to to make you some kind of sad case because i know that's not that's not what you're about um but uh i suppose these were when you first moved so i don't know are you all right with me reading these yes what the hell (laughs) so uh so this would have been may 2005 so you wouldn't have been long there i suppose Uh, So Sweden is still a weird place Even though I'm not as unhappy anymore So that's good I don't cry that much But I still miss you and the rest very much I got myself another horse to keep myself busy And I'm also busy with a play I'm in Not that I like acting that much But it keeps me busy What play was that?
1: Um, What year was this? It was
0: 2005 That
1: was May 2005, yeah Yeah, it was this huge production on Gotland. It was a Viking tale I was in it for two summers. It was like an outdoor, huge production.
0: I think I remember that, actually. Mm. And then there was a really sad bit, which, you know, we looked at the photo of Hamlet and it was, um, do you remember my old dog Hamlet? <laughs> the joy of my life who my brother, my brother, my grandmother, had to take care of when I so selfishly moved to England. Remember him? You know what's coming. You're going red already, I can see. I had to put him down last week at the age of 15 he could no longer hold his shit, and he was deaf as a doornail. Me and my grandmother buried him at the pet cemetery, and she has a little pot of pla- flowers and a candle. I had nothing. Next to him was a grave with a mouse called Tina. I wanted to die myself. Oh, for, for the love of God! Do you think that's, that's a- <laughs> do you think that's overdramatic? I think that's quite. I think that's well, quite I genuine. Want to, I want
1: to die myself.
0: No, well, that's overdramatic. That's I know a- that. But but, oh, the, but whole the, the whole but that's quite poetic the fact that you you know your grandma, grandmother was there with a little pot of flowers and a candle and you had nothing. It dug
1: up a hole and put him there, and then my grandmother starts singing oh. a song. I oh
0: really? Like, what did she sing? One of these old hymns. Yeah.
1: Hymns? Yeah. Yeah. So she sang a song, and um,
0: goodbye Hamlet.
1: Goodbye Hamlet.
0: And there was, and next to a mouse called Tina. Yes.
1: <laughs> Tina <was> Ter <laughs> I've never been to that pet cemetery. There were mice, parrots, even a pony. Really? Yeah, and they had heads uh, like
0: headstones. Did you have to? Um, did you have to pay?
1: Yeah, my, grandma, my grandmother paid quite a lot for that because I wanted just bury him back on the farm, mm. free, cheap. <laughs> But she said, no, 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 we
0: have, to have him on a, you know, pet cemetery. Oh, God, don't read the Stephen King book. Poor old Hamlet. Be Ooh. Back to life. Um, this is another sad bit. Um, it says, I went to the food store yesterday and I saw a sign where it said Edward Patatis. <laughs> so obviously it's Edward, King Edward Potatoes. Oh, there you go. That's Swedish for potatoes, in case you wonder. And I felt mm. a pain in my heart because I realised how much I miss you and how much you've meant to me so far in my life. I know you're sitting there laughing, thinking, what a silly cow I am. But it needs to be said. And now I'm crying. Hmm. I don't think this is my day. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah,
1: that is lovely. Comparing
0: you to... Edward Patatis. Um, That's you all over, seeing a bag of potatoes and thinking of me. (laughs) Was it my bald head or my overgrown spuds? Ooh. But you seem... I tell you what, you seem to be a lot, a lot sadder on the email than you are in the letters. and I, I think, think
1: that's a, an email takes longer to write so you have longer to think.
0: Do you not think it's kind of like the evolution? So here, we'd just come out of uni, we were kind of living together, lots of bright colours and, and you know, arts and crafts, mm. stickers and drawings and you cutting <laughs> round pictures, mainly out of the back of the gay press with a big schlong <laughs> hanging down. And then... Here you've kind of you moved back to Sweden and there's a lot of soul searching. There's a lot of animals involved. Oh
1: yes. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So you've put, yeah. So you've put. Uh, I bought my own horse. It probably sounds dull to you, but it isn't. You're always validating. You always want my validation. It's scary. <laughs> I call him Ralph, but his real name is Rune Chill, which is crap. Yeah. It is crap He's six years old, fast and very very tall And yesterday I fell off and hit myself quite bad When I climb up on him again In tears and agony I couldn't help thinking how wonderful it would be to kill him So I'll probably (laughs) end up hating him Ouch That's a bit
1: sick Funny thing is, I still got that. But it's like that. real.
0: It's real. It's how people think. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I know you and I are really good friends, so you're always going to tell me the absolute truth. And that's what it is with you. It's kind of all or nothing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, there is nothing in between. And I sometimes wish it was. Because people, especially people over here, don't really get me because they think I'm too much. Mm. But if a foreign person behaves like me, they think it's charming. Mm. So but be- when a Swede when a Swede behaves like me, it's annoying. Maybe I am annoying. I don't know. Yes, but I think I am annoying.
0: Do you think? I don't think you're annoying at all. Um, do you think hearing this back, you can hear that you you're very much in tune with uh, what I read, what I guess is you're very much in tune with your emotions. Back then, yeah. I guess so yeah I guess so um you're very loyal to me (laughs) yeah you 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 are you consistently remind me how much I mean to you which is obviously a massive compliment for me and quite weird because I think when you get emails or certainly when I've had emails in the past especially long ones you don't really absorb everything do you you kind of you read through it and you're like, oh, she's well or, you know, she's got a new horse or she's in a reality mm. TV competition, all of which <laughs> you've done. But you never really kind of absorb the the sadder elements of it. And I can really see it coming out in this in these letters. Yeah, and it's quite moving.
1: Yeah, maybe it is. I, I never read my own letters because obviously you send them away.
0: Mm. So you just offload and you get rid of them.
1: Mm. Good riddance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did you really want me dragging you on a podcast 20 years later and reliving your memory (laughs) (laughs) but that's what this is supposed to be you know it's supposed to be thinking about what what we say to our friends I don't know do you feel like you've do you feel like that's a different person writing those things totally in what way
1: yeah I often I, I kept all my diaries over the years and I and I've written a lot of Things to myself, and when I go back reading them, I always think, Oh my goodness, what a completely different, what a stranger! Mm. I'm not that person. Do you think and I, wish I could just go back in time and tell that person you'll be fine?
0: Yeah, I promise. Do you think you might think that again in 20 years if you're still alive? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and no, I want to keep changing, keep exploring myself, blah, blah. But I also want to keep me Mm. the person I am. But I want to get rid of the bullshit.
0: And what would you class as the bullshit? Their bloody paranoia. Yeah, well, we all suffer from that, as you said before.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just wish that one would go away. I have paranoia so much that... Paranoia is
0: paranoid. Mm. No, that's great. I love that. I always remember someone turned to me once and said, my God, that spot on your chin's got a spot on its chin. <laughs> so I get that. You'll feel like your paranoia is paranoid. That's amazing. Yes. Mm. Again, that's very poetic. Oh, thanks. Very, very final, very dramatic. But I think, you know, and I... I don't know if you agree with me, but I think um these kind of things, getting over paranoia, getting over things that is a man made invention. You have man made that paranoia. It's not organic. It's come out of come out of your experiences. You've not done it meaning to do it. But it is a man made invention. It has perfectly been crafted by you.
1: How does one kill it?
0: Well, you don't. You live with it, don't you? Well you can I suppose you can you can silence it by doing meditation or some people use drugs and drink and, and everything else. But you don't do that. As far as I know, certainly not while you've been with me or in under my tenure. <laughs> um, and I think you just learn ways of being able to silence it or dumb it down or because no one, not your not your little boy when he grows up, not not your husband, not me, no one's gonna be able to to convince you otherwise.
1: Mm. I read somewhere it was this famous person in Sweden, she had a tattoo made on her foot and he said I have no more fucks to give.
0: Yeah, they're great. You can I get, quite like that. You can get jars with that on. Just says, oh. <laughs> run, run out of fucks to give and they're empty.
1: And I just wish, and I keep saying that to myself, I have no more fucks to give. But I do.
0: Yeah, you do. I have plenty of fucks. Isn't it very telling that you say you would go back now and tell that person 20 years ago that it will be okay? Just think what old grandma... Is going to be saying in 20 years time So why don't you just believe her Ah good point My god I didn't expect this to be some kind of counselling session I mean this is like This is the blind leading the fucking blind Because I don't know what I'm doing either
1: I wonder what the old age Is going to say to the middle age age
0: Don't know Maybe you should start thinking about that When you get too paranoid Because you have got no idea What's going to happen in these 20 years
1: I know, and I'm a bit. I'm a bit paranoid over
0: this. Oh well, you can't oh. be paranoid about, about trying to get rid of paranoia. I mean, that's <sighs> not fair. Give yourself a break. <laughs> okay, so obviously we're going to be friends forever. Yes. Do you think any more letters are going to come my way? Do you think it's time to pick up that old pen and paper? You know, the year, yeah. the uh, year of the uh, the year of the throwback, the year of the recycle, and should we start <laughs> recycling our fountain pens and basil and Bond? Letter writing sets.
1: I got quite inspired by myself. Now I should definitely write more letters. I think so. I used to love writing letters. I haven't written a letter in uh, years.
0: So, do you think it's now inspired you to go back into that old letter box of yours and start looking?
1: Definitely. I just need to get some more stickers. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Follow the conversation for yourself at Dear Me Pod on Facebook. See you next time.